Welcome to Death Holler, the place of haunted hearts and haunted homes. We welcome you to Death Manor, the home that boasts the most ghosts. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Take a look around. You might see someone that you recognize. Do you hear those voices? That's just the Reverend Dr. Death and La Arena. They're so happy to see you. Sit back and relax. Make yourself at home. Your new home. And remember, when you're in Death Holler, listener discretion is always advised. We hope you enjoy the show. It's been a while since we last spoke, and we'll get into that in a minute. But I am your host, the Reverend Dr. Death. Joining me, as always, is my co-host and the dark reflection of grief, La Urena. What's happening in the mirror <laughs> universe, Urena? <laughs> I almost spit out my coffee. <laughs> you know, things are great over here. Uh, people just really trying to bash my glass and get me down, and uh, it's not happening. I'm not letting them, so... And in turn, I just keep fucking with them. So it's really good, really good over yeah. here in the spirit world. That, that's good. That's that's good that you're having fun over there as you uh, collect more souls into your, uh, your your glass. There you got. Um, if today we're discussing the often overlooked and criminally underrated film Oculus, uh, another film by Mike Flanagan, who at this point should be sponsoring this podcast. Yes, where is the sponsorship, um, Mike? <laughs> I mean, can we at least uh, get, get what are those called when you get like those voice uh, messages from people, um, actors or whatever? Oh God, yeah, I don't even, I don't know what the official word is. Yeah, but can we nice get one of those from your hot wife? Say, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, which I want to apologize for up front. I, I think on the last episode I said Seagal. I think it's Siegel. It's Kate Siegel's his wife. So tomato uh, potato. Yeah. I we're yeah. gonna make mistakes. We're human. So. Um, but you are but, hot. Um, <laughs> uh, but Oculus is uh, one of his uh, earlier films, and uh, to me, one of the best examples in the genre of the Bloody Mary style hauntings, which we'll get into. Uh, well, except for Candyman, which is, uh, for the purposes of this podcast, we're going to consider a slasher, so it won't be in the Ghost series necessarily. Um, a little hybrid, if we, you will. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of both. Uh but before we get into all that, um, how about we catch up a little and, and look at a goofy little comedy horror film? <laughs> um, <laughs> podcast plug, though. If uh, if you're enjoying this podcast, we would appreciate if you would take the time to like, comment, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. It helps us get more visibility on podcast listings and helps us grow. We appreciate everyone who listens. Hope you enjoy the show. Woo! Catch up time. Urena, you... I've been living it up in Vegas, so why don't you start us out on your little uh, adventure you just went on with uh, Daphne? Oh, man. We're, no, we're going to say her name because we have an episode. If you haven't watched it already, we have a video, a vlog, as she likes to call it, of our time in Vegas. We were living La Vida Loca, um, and da- Avi, who uh, you and I both know through Supernatural, The Crossroads, another podcast that... Yes. We all listen to, I think that's all how, how we met if it wasn't Rain Man, but it's on the Rain Man digital network. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, folks, you know, we're, we're not sponsored by Rain Man or anything. I don't even know if they know that we're doing a podcast, but we all met. And if you want to listen to some quality podcast there as well, uh, if you like Supernatural, if you like Star Wars, they're they're great. And they got us started. Yeah. Not only did they get us listening to some really great podcasts, but they also let us join in every now and then and got us started on what we are currently doing now. So they were the inspiration, inspo. Yes. But anyways, yes. uh, the long of the short is that's how we all met. 
that's how the Reverend and I got to doing this. Uh, Avi and I, sometimes Daphne and I, will do separate podcasts as well. And we have never met in person. So it was Avi's idea one drunken afternoon, at least it was afternoon my time, it's probably evening y'all's time, <laughs> to go to Las Vegas for the Supernatural Convention. And I've never been to one. And I was like, bitch, I will book the room now. I'm not playing. And I did exactly that. And over a year and a half, I want to say, of planning, because it got extended. It got moved out. We... Yeah, there was... You were talking about it for a while, I feel like. Yes, 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 yes. Um, But she got up one morning. uh, She got that stimmy stim. And she was like, bitch, buy your tickets now. Literally. Like, it was like, it was... Five o'clock in the morning, my time, and I just look at my husband. I'm like, I got to buy my tickets. Bought our tickets. We end up in Vegas together just about, you know, roughly, what, two weeks ago. And uh, meeting each other in person was pretty cool because it was like just we known each other. It was like, oh, hey, hi, hugs. (laughs) Wow. And then that was it. Like, it was like, cool. Now let's go do the shit we talked about doing. Um, I know I had a great time in Vegas. It was a five out of five (laughs) vacation, okay? It was fresh as fuck on the uh, rotting corpses scale, okay? But the convention itself, COVID definitely beat that convention. My expectations, I think, were too high. Uh, What was delivered was stupid. I mean, like, usually they have, like, this karaoke (laughs) night that's supposed to be amazing. Not one person on that stage. We couldn't hear one person singing because they had to wear their mask while they were doing karaoke. Oh, God. It was fucking horrible. One person we heard, I'm trying to think, and she was good, but she must have known no one's going to hear me unless I belt this out, and that's exactly what she did. Um, Yeah. You know, so nothing too spooky with the Supernatural Convention. Um, A lot of definitely wannabe witches (laughs) out there. (laughs) Real witches. (laughs) Avi and I definitely, we were at a person, a vendor, and I'm like, she's a fucking real witch. And she didn't advertise herself as a witch we just knew we're like oh this bitch is legit right here um my dad thinks i'm now a devil worshiper i don't know if you managed to hear I about did that see those posts on facebook yes yes that was funny my dad thought that i was a at a witchcraft convention um i spent the whole day trying to explain to my parents that i am not worshiping the devil uh that i'm wearing a pentacle not a pentagram and I was trying ready to say, you've got to bring that up. Yes. Yeah, you've got to mention the fact you were wearing <laughs> homemade pentacles, not pentagrams, um, uh, which is yeah. a staple of Supernatural, if anybody listening doesn't know. But. Yes. There, lots of protection sigils. I had a lot of those. And not only did I spend the whole day trying to convince them, okay, like I'm not a witch and this is a protection sigil, you need to you need to look at history a little bit. Uh <laughs> then I went and took a picture with Rowena, the most notorious witch, and now the queen of hell in Supernatural. <laughs> and if you think my parents are going to take the time to Google this shit, they're not. All they know is that I took a picture with a witch who is now the queen of hell. <laughs> <laughs> so I, st- I still enjoy, this is t- a side tangent, but I still enjoy that picture that I sent you all in the, the Discord chat a while back that I saw where uh, it's Jim Varney who played Ernest P. Worrell uh, was uh, like, or, you know, is a younger version of him. He was wearing the pentacle around his neck because he was into like ancient uh, European, um, like, uh, I don't know, like, you know, like religions, I think at the time. And he was just like investigating them. And he, he and it was just weird to see Ernest of all people with a pentacle or, or around his neck, but. <laughs> the most mistaken symbol in history, I swear. I mean, I'm not into pentacles at all. Like, it's not something I keep on my daily, you know. Obviously, with my new insulin patches that I have, or my uh, glucose sensor patches, I have supernatural stuff on those. So, well, diabetes is the devil. So. Diabetes <laughs> is the devil. <laughs> it is. So that's a good place new to put slogan: those. Diabetes is the devil. <laughs> protect yourselves my blood sugar has been great since i started using those patches so you know hey (laughs) the protection is there um so yes like i said vegas uh five out of five i think the scarier the spookier parts about vegas were walking the streets at night uh that was fun so i'm not gonna go into detail but we saw some shit so i thought it was hilarious i don't think av got much enjoyment out of it but she survived and we had a great time so I've got to ask you, though, I mean, because I've not been to a Supernatural convention, but I have been to one here in Kentucky that's put on fairly 
regularly called Scarefest, which is a mix of paranormal TV, you know, like the Zach Bagans, uh, Ghost Adventures, and uh, mixed with like horror movies. And uh, I mean, the. I used to like them a lot back probably about 10 years ago when the prices were more reasonable uh, before they start asking for everything or the sun. It's like, okay, uh, you know, for like 25 bucks, you can have an aut- like an autograph and get a picture at the table and meet with a person. It's like, great. Now it's like $50. You might get something autographed, uh, but, you know, you're going to have to pay $100 for like a, you know, photo opportunity or yeah. some kind of crap. And I know that supernatural conventions are way worse about that stuff. Oh, so big like, time. were you all like hit with a sticker shock of all that crap or, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Yes. Uh, well, I kind of knew because you look at the prices ahead of time, you know what to expect. We paid a lot of money for our seats. We did get amazing seats and we were copper. We weren't even gold or silver. Those were the top notch ones. And <laughs> our seats were literally, I think four rows back from the front four or five rows. Okay. And in a good, good area, we got to see everything. I really loved where our seats were. I mean, if I had the money on the spot, I, and I really had fun at the convention, which spoiler alert, I did not. Um, I would rebuy those seats again in a heartbeat. The convention, I mean, if things get better, I would probably consider going to one again. And I definitely told Avi, look, I would, if you go again, I would go. Just to hang out with you again, we had so much fun. But going back to the sticker shock, um, I paid $60, excuse me, 50-something to get a picture with Julian Richings as death. And he did not make mm-hmm. it. And I think that's really where my experience went downhill. I was like, fuck, this is going to suck. Balls. Did they not refund that money if he didn't show up? They or? do refund you. Yeah. Well, they, you can get okay, refunded good. or you can get money to do something else. So they gave money to either spend gotcha. at the vendors. And I knew I was going to spend the money anyways. What I ended up doing was using it to get a picture with Rowena, but I had to pay the extra because she was 60, not 50. So basically Mm -hmm. I paid $60 to take a picture divided by plexiglass with Rowena. Yeah. So it really dampened the experience. Um, There didn't seem to be a lot of people there. There was not big crowd. There was not long lines like I was told there would be. I think this convention is going downhill or people are waiting for more of the COVID shit to go away, which I don't blame them. Uh, it's it's probably 50-50 point. I think with the show being out of the way and people moving on, it's probably on the downslide because they have no reason to promote it anymore. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think the COVID's really making a dent in it. Yeah. The um, best amount of money we spent there, though, um, going back to that, was not sticker shock, $20 to get a picture with baby, and they did not fuck around. You got to go in that car, out the car, you got to touch the props, you got to touch the car, you got to climb in it, you got to do whatever the hell you want in that car. You basically got to molest that car for $20. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing that Dean's not already done to it. Correct, correct. So we we had some fun for $20. It was the best $20 we spent, so. Um, uh, My my opinion of... of conventions is highly uh you know biased because of the fact that when i first went to one this has been i don't know like 15 years ago mind you uh before the walking dead blew up which i think is really the the show that threw conventions into this hyper like price you know place that it's at uh we saw norman reedus Oh, Big Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he was, the only thing he was known for at the time was the Boondock Saints, and he was there. And maybe one like, Lady Gaga day. video. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't even know if he was known for that. It was literally Boondock Saints, and it was such a, it's such a cult series that him and the couple of guys that are the main, you know, trio in the movie were all, like, beside each other, but I remember getting a picture of Norman Reedus. He had, like, maybe three people in his line, ten dollars to get a photo with him at his booth, and, and the dude is, like, super into, uh, like, digital photography. So I remember, like, the guy in front of me was, like, having an issue with his, like, DSLR not working. And Norman Reedus actually sat there and fixed the guy's camera for him so he could have a picture taken. And I'm like, you're never going to get this kind of, like, interaction with a celebrity ever again or have that kind of, like, you know, just one-on-one time. Because, like, literally sat there for, like, five, ten minutes just kind of chatting it up before I ever had the picture and said 10 bucks for like you know norman reedus and i think now he goes for like hundreds of bucks and you have to take the you know do the photo ops and all that bullshit yeah which the, the photo ops to me they always it's like oh it's a professional photographer make sure that they're they're just st- 
school photos. Like I don't get anything out of those at all. <laughs> the only ones that might be interesting are the few times that I think at um, Horror Hound that they have in Indiana, uh, next to where Don's at. Uh, they have a. Uh, they've had a couple times where, uh, uh, was Frugger's, uh, you know, actor has, and I don't know his name suddenly, but anyways, uh, like he. He came there and like he actually put a mask on to and, and like a you know a sweater to look like Freddie. Those would be cool. Yeah. But like otherwise, just having like a picture with the celebrity themselves in front of like this backdrop. No, that's not. I don't. I don't know why they should get paid that much for those. You know, especially not oh, yeah. that partition like you all had to put up with. Well, here's the thing: is you could tell. Okay, I'm. I need to throw this out here. How much conventions feel like a fucking cult? They feel like a fucking cult. It's like the celebrities are there to keep you pumped. They're the Tom Cruise of fucking Scientology, okay? It felt so fake to me for the majority, but you could tell there were certain actors that were sincere. Like we had uh, Timothy Amundsen. He was legit. Yes. Uh, Rowena and the women, they were legit. They were happy to be there. Rowena was the sweetest person. She did not rush, not Rowena, uh, but I you am. know, I mean... I'm saying Rowena because I'm 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 just obviously associating the character, but she Ruth was just so sweet. Didn't rush anybody. Her photographer is a professional. He's at all of these conventions. Everyone knows him by name. I did not. I my first one, Virgin, and he was so sweet. They were like, "Take off your mask." He took my glasses. He grabbed my glasses from me and was like, "I'm gonna hold those." And like they made sure that my picture was as good as it was gonna be given the situation we were in. They made it okay. a good experience. It wasn't a hurry up, stand right here. They did have their basic poses. I chose the pose that I did because I was like, I can't think of anything and whatever. And I don't even want to be here with you right now, Ruth, if we're being honest. You were sent my second pick. So <laughs> <laughs> um, so they made it good. But, yes, um, being at that convention, I was – Avi and I were the minority in the fact that we didn't fit the criteria. And I, it's really – in my opinion, disrespectful, so I'm not going to describe the criteria. Off air, I will. Um, we didn't look like the people there. Um, okay. And even with our flannel, we didn't blend in when we did wear flannel one time. Uh, there was only maybe five people who looked like Avi and I that just weren't overly done for this convention. So maybe we were the duds. Oh, I got you. You they know? Like mini cosplaying without actually being full cosplay type situation. Correct. Yes. Yes. And it wasn't even cosplay. It's just like they all looked like the same person and not a character either on the show. They just, there's a, <laughs> there's a type. Okay. There is a type. And like oh, I you said, you don't have to get politically, you yeah. know, like get yourself in hot water. Yeah. 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 No, no, I'm not going to do that. Later. 100% not going to do that. But yeah, no. And so it was funny, but it also felt like a cult because these people were just clinging on to these actors words and people were crying. And I'm sitting here like this, is some bullshit. I'm hungry. Like, <laughs> looking at Avi, like, let's go take a nap. And we did. So, and granted, like I said, Avi's going to think that I had the worst time. 100% did not have the worst time. I would definitely do it again. I had so much fun. I was people watching. Uh, I don't feel like anything was wasted. And I don't feel like it was, you know, like it wasn't worth it. So, okay. yeah, we'll leave it at that. Cult, cult, For the people cult, that's probably cult. screaming at home, Robert England is Freddie Kr I realized that after I was saying it. I was like, oh, yeah, that was his name. I'm oh, old. my God. Forgive yeah. me. I didn't really. I thought you intentionally. Okay. <laughs> moving on, moving on. That didn't take up too much time. Um, I thought we were talking for longer. I'm glad we're at the time that we're at. <laughs> um, so uh, we're going to get into the things we've watched, but uh, something we've mutually watched is Cuphead. So how do you oh, uh, I... go ahead and describe your uh, impressions of Cuphead? Oh, my God. Is that show not fucking amazing? It is it's pretty good. It's okay for you youngsters at home. If any of you youngsters are listening to this, I'm hoping there's people more our age, but you know, I don't want to, I don't want to discriminate. We'll take them all here. Um, <clears throat> this is how cartoons were back in the day. And I don't mean back in the day, like in the forties either. Well, they were like this in the forties, but this is how they were through the nineties as well. You know, we, you had the violence, you had, you know, kids being a little more than kids, if you will crazy shit going on but the amount of devil shit that is in this cartoon is fucking hilarious it is so like i don't know it just blends in it's like 
you have to be an adult to know that it's there. And it reminds me of all the shit that we missed as a kid, like the sexual innuendos, the smoking oh, and the yeah. drinking and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> I loved, I don't know why, as a fucking 39 and three quarters <laughs> year old woman, that I am watching this show and fucking enjoying it. And I even watched it without my son because he decided he wanted to go play video games. And I was like, well, you can fuck right off because I want to see the next episode. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. And I have no shame. Uh, I really like how they're about, what, 15 minutes? Uh, they're 15 to 20. They're yeah. not long. Yeah. No, they're not long at all. I don't have a lot of time on my hands these days. So it's kind of nice. Me, My hu- husband and I, we're just sitting and fucking watching these. Um, I don't know for sure. I think I might have missed the last episode. I mean, I haven't watched it yet. So, um, But from what I've seen, um, I'm going to go right out and say it. Five out of five on the Rotten Corpses scale. I'm going to give it five out of five just for that Ghost Ain't Real episode because mm-hmm. that is almost a yearly... I want to add that to my Halloween tradition. Oh, yeah. I mean, not that I want to have, I mean, I almost want to go out and buy the show so I don't have to have Netflix around Halloween just if, I, you know, for whatever reason, just to watch that. Because the thing I always liked about the game was it had that old timey animation, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like in a, which the one gripe I'd have about the show I got to throw out there is that it's a little bit more crisp and a little bit, yeah. you know, the color's a little bit more vibrant than the game is because the, the game's got, or I mean, it's got like a sun faded. Oh, yes. To it. It's kind of, it like looks old. You know, like, yeah, it's old. And it's got more scratches and stuff like that on the, on the film print, which this one doesn't have as much. You can see them, but they're not as, as obvious. But the one thing I love about the game is it has those, like, 3D backgrounds that it adds to the 2D am- am- animation yeah. to make it, like, you know, uh, just it, it gives, like, a different feel to it. Mm-hmm. And I also, that's one thing I like whenever they mix media, whenever it comes to cartoons, because uh, there's one, and I can't remember, ever remember the name of it, that's on, uh, well, I think that uh, Gumbo or Gumball show, Amazing Gumball show. Oh, that's yeah. on, like, uh, Nick or one of those networks. My kids watch that. It kind of does that where it, they had like 3D models and puppets and stuff in there, but they do that with Cuphead, especially in the episode uh, Ghost Ain't Real, which uh, on top of the fact that it references even like the old-timey dancing skeletons, you know, from the, the Merry Melodies uh, yeah. cartoons. It's got those 3D, like the mausoleums and, you know, like the graves and stuff as they're walking through there are like all 3D like models and stuff. And I love how that looks. I just, it's, it's good. That was a good episode. That was a good Halloween episode. Yeah. It is 100% an October like tradition. Yeah, it even had, like, um, when they go inside the house and they're, like, going up, there's, like, a, a, a Grim Reaper-like figure that appears, which is way spookier than anything that was in, well, I mean, I'd say that, but there was one in an old Mickey Mouse cartoon that looked similar to that. That's where they got a lot of these, you know, like, the inspiration for the for this show. Um, so, I mean, for anybody who's like, why the hell are they bringing up Cuphead? Well, the game, obviously, is about Cuphead losing his soul on a gamble to the devil, mm-hmm. and that they've kind of did that in the show i mean in a, a different way mm-hmm. but i mean watch that ghost ain't real episode if, if you're into like especially the old timey betty boop halloween cartoon specials or the merry melodies it, it's it, right in there it's 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 a good fit yeah and if you are looking for a fun friendly hard to play game but still you know, because <laughs> that game's hard. Um, my I kids got play. I can't beat it. Oh, my God. My son, you got to see him. He tries and he tries. He's made it pretty far in that game, but he's made it farther than you. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it's taken many it. attempts, and he's got way more time than we do. But when I first bought this game for them mm, two-ish years ago, I believe it was nine ninety nine, a bargain. Uh, a friend contacted me recently, and she's like, hey, have you seen this cool Cuphead game? Uh, they got a show on Netflix. And I'm like, bitch, it's been two years. Sorry, tits. I, I'm, I'm calling you out on this one <laughs> from the Hot Mess <laughs> Express show. But uh, so I was like, yeah. She's like, where can I get this? And I was like, the only place I know you can get it, you can't even buy the light. You can't buy a hard copy of the game. You have to buy the digital version only. Folks, yeah. that has gone up. To 1999, so still a bargain, but I think with its popularity, it's going to jump up there. Maybe not to the $60 range. It's not a $60 game, but it definitely, Nintendo has this way of doing exactly what you said, that 2D and 3D together to make it, mm-hmm. I don't know, just feel 
I don't, it has a feel to it of something like that. So um, I think they're going to start banking on this. At minimum, it's going to be a $40 game. So they, they might. I think it's always been priced around the $20 mark, give or take. Uh, I remember when it first came out, I actually got like a it, – it's not a physical game, but I did get like a download and a physical uh version of the album that goes along with the game what you'll have the album so, yeah like it's a, a, a cd or something of the soundtrack i hate you uh, i think from like gamestop whenever it first came out damn it so I do have that damn you target that's where i got it <laughs> kids are like cuphead i'm like that looks fucking weird let's get it <laughs> nine bucks Fuck yeah, you both get that. You get a Cuphead game. You get a Cuphead game. <laughs> I can afford that for both of you because Nintendo don't let you share even on a family plan. And folks, we have temporarily lost the Reverend. Give him just a moment. He'll be back. Oh, the spirits sure didn't appreciate that, huh? <laughs> I can tell you what it was. It's a little blooper you throw in here. Um, actually, I was uh, trying to switch uh, screens here, and uh, I clicked the wrong button. So there you go. It was such a short uh, transition, and it was funny because I was like, well, folks, we lost the Reverend. He'll be back momentarily. <laughs> I wish I had. Um, I'm going to throw in some cheap music to <laughs> cover that up. Do, 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 do. Just waiting. Some Cuphead um, music. Yeah, what, uh, have you watched anything else? I was going to ask you that before we got into some of the stuff I've been watching. I have, and it's it'll be very brief because I don't have a ton to say other than good things. I have started uh, watching again because I started it, I think, at the beginning of this season of Death Holler. And while I was on my way to Vegas, um, two things. I started watching... Um, uh, oh, God, why can't I think of the name right now? Lock and Key. Okay. It's getting good, as usual. Why I'm not stuck on that show, like I was on uh, the, what what we were watching on Netflix, Haunting. um, Yeah, The Haunting of Hill House. The Haunting of Hill House. Why I'm not stuck on it like that, I don't understand, because every episode is fucking gripping. And I don't trust no character in that show. So That's really all I'm going (laughs) to say about that, because I really need, I'm like maybe four or five episodes in, um, if even that. And then I also started reading um, The Black Phone by Stephen King. Now, granted, I just started reading it. I haven't made it through completely. It's basically a book of stories. And the first story. Is it? Huh? Is that Stephen King or is that Joe Hill? Oh, I'm sorry. Joe Hill. Whoopsie doo. Okay. <laughs> it's Joe Hill. Uh, reads okay. identical, in my opinion. I mean, obviously not identical. People are going to fucking murder me for that. But really, really brought back memories of when I was reading Nightmares and Dreamscapes by Stephen King. Okay. So, again, I don't want to go deep into it, but that is the horrors I have been experiencing uh, since our last talk. They're, uh, I think we've brought this up on maybe a Death Holler News, but they are making a story based upon one of the segments out of that that movie because I, I you showed me the cover and, and that guy that's on the cover I think Ethan Hawke is playing um in a new movie that's coming out from Joe Hill and so. I'm sorry doesn't that character on the front cover doesn't that look like Stephen King to you take a look at that photo every time I see it I'm like that's like a dead Stephen King and like well, I'll have to look at it because that's not what I, I'm saying. Just because I can't see Ethan Hawke uh, or see it without seeing Ethan Hawke now because he that's what they made the character look like. But you I, I want to say one more thing, though. Uh, we did watch something else. The husband and okay. I, we started um, Nos- Nosferatu, which is the okay. uh, also Joe Hill. And that's the okay. series that I forget. Is that I don't know if that's on Hulu or what exactly that's on, but the hubs and I have been watching it. And, uh, AMC, I believe. AMC. Huh? AMC. Okay, I don't know yeah. how we watched it then. I. It's on. It's on Shutter. So you might have seen it on that. I don't. Oh. I don't know. But mm, okay. 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 Um, and I'm gonna say briefly. We're only maybe two, three episodes in. It's coming off very fantasy versus horror yeah. at the moment. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and it's to it's good. I, I'm not going to take that away. It's just a little goofy to me. Maybe I was expecting more horror. It's pretty cool, though. And one of the vampires, it reminds me of the vampires from 30 Days of Night. So 
that's cool. Okay. Back to you, Reverend. Well, I'm going to throw it back to you for one more thing because you did mention you watched Scream. And oh, you God. have a drastically different opinion than I do on this movie. Oh, so my I God. I want you to go over this. I am not worthy to discuss this in, in its entirety because I have not completed the film in its entirety because quick, like, right off the bat, my knee-jerk reaction, hot garbage. I did not like it. I. It's just... Because back when we saw, when we first saw Scream, we were youngins, and it was so mm-hmm. good. Even the like, the the sequels to it were might have been the same kind of thing over and over, but they just had these ways of kind of, you know, getting you and surprising you, and then it turned out to be the same thing. But you're like, fuck, that was good anyways. And this is exactly that. But it's it feels like it's not even a. I know it's meta and I keep trying to remind myself that this is what they're trying to do because basically they're trying to remake the movie and they know that the movie's being remade and they're saying this. I just, the actors are not selling it in my opinion. Um, and then the older actors that are in it, I still like them actually. <laughs> um, it's just, I don't know. I could, I couldn't get into. It. Even my kids were like, "Oh my god!" And like I said, Benny, his favorite thing is hot garbage. That's his favorite thing to say. And he said hot garbage. Um, wasn't a snooze fest, but I was laughing more than anything, and not because it was great. I've seen some people have that reaction to it, but then it's I I, I don't know because some of those people who say that also turn around and say that the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre was good. And, I didn't like that one either, but I also don't like anything, to be fair. <laughs> so. Um, but I, I, going back on what you're saying, I, I often wonder, because of the age we were at the time the original Scream came out, if, like, the older horror fans uh, who were, like, teenagers maybe whenever they and grew up with, like, you know, uh, and went to the drive-in to watch, like, the Freddy and Jason movies and that sort of thing, if they looked at Scream and thought that it was, you know, kind of the same way, like hot garbage, you know, too meta and that sort of thing, because it, that, you know, it was kind of that way when it came out. Yeah, but it was so smooth meta, though, it feels like. This is, it feels like it's trying too hard. But anyways, I think that if I finish this film, that I might actually like it. So shame on me. So I will apologize. (laughs) If I watch this film and I'm like, wait, this, because I don't know the ending I have not had a spoiler alert yet. Obviously, I don't care about spoiler alerts, but um, I, I I will take back what I say because it might be great. I've heard, like you said, it either people love it or they hate it. So, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those. And there's a new one out that I, that by Ty West, the one that you were not overly fond of, who made House of the Devil, uh, and it's called X, and it's getting the same love it or hate it type thing too because it's a, a extreme throwback. Uh, the gist of it is, is that people are, uh, these young people are like, uh, filming a porno basically (laughs) in like this, uh, rural Texas town. Uh, and they're using a property to film it that these old, this old couple has and, and it pisses the old couple off. And I guess they're the killers. Maybe, I don't know from the description. That's what it reads like. Probably that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but a lot of people are saying that it, you know, it's kind of a throwback to the old slasher films, but it could, you know, but then other people are saying it's just lame and, you know, movie. So I don't know. It just, I, I'm seeing both sides, you know, on that one. Um, so right now, I don't think there in the past couple of years, there's been any universally loved horror movies, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so your, um, your, yeah. your unofficial review of the most recent Scream. Uh, I love that that new Scream movie. I I mean, the meta to me works. I mean, just because, I, you know, it's making fun of, of me, basically. I mean, it's like, you know, making fun of people who are into elevated horror and saying that they're too good for, um, you know, people who like Midsummer, uh, Hereditary, saying they're too good for, like, the slashers. But it's kind of fun because, I mean, I like that stuff, too. So, I mean, I, I can sit there and laugh at it without getting, you know, all pissy about it. But, um but it's just, I think it's interesting that whenever he's asking her, like, what's your favorite scary movie? And she's like, oh, uh, It Follows and The Babadook. And yeah. Like, I love those, I love those movies. And he's like, those fucking, you know, lousy movies. It's like, well, you know, why don't you watch something real? And, I, and it's just funny because that's like the horror community in general. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's you know, it's a division. Either you like the, and, and I, and 
I mean, I'm going to bring up a movie that I saw recently in Joe, Joe Bob's uh, drive-in, you know, theater uh, that uh, is an extreme Z-grade movie that I, that I was actually entertained by that, I mean, just because I like elevated horror movies doesn't mean I don't like some of the old trash, too. So um, we'll get right into that. I mean, talking about stuff I've seen. So it was on Joe Bob's uh, Heartbreak uh, Trailer Park uh, special that he did for Valentine's Day. Um, he had Black Roses on, which I know a lot of people have uh, uh, fond opinions of that movie, but for me, it I didn't really get into that, but, and I never was really into I mean, I never got into it back in the day, so maybe that's why it's like a throwback to the Satanic Panic stuff of the 80s, where, like, there's this horror, or there's this uh, metal band who is uh, coming to this, like, little rinky-dink town, and they are putting on a show, but they... Um, everybody in town's like saying their music satanic and trying to warn against them playing. And it turns out it really is satanic that they turn into demons at the end of the concert and start killing people. So it's one of those type movies. I never really cared for that one that much. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's campy in a decent way, but it's still not one. I mean, I think, I don't know. It just, it never hit with me. But the next movie plays on that, that episode is Frankenhooker, which is, Wait, I'm sorry, what? Frankenhooker. And it's exactly what you would think it would be. It's like a trauma level film where like this guy from Jersey uh, loses his bride to be like, <laughs> on their wedding day from a horrible mo- lawnmower accident of all things. She gets chopped up and, and the only thing that's left is her head that he uh, keeps like in preservation uh, as he's trying to figure out a way to bring her back to life. And the way he figures to bring her back to life is to go to the local uh, hookers in New York uh, feeds them a bunch of super crack that he makes up, oh my uh, God. which causes them to, uh, all their bodies to explode. Mm. And he salvages what he can of the bodies and uh, makes his uh, former fiance into a reanimated hooker, basically, that goes around because <laughs> her brain's kind of addled at this point in the movie. She just goes around asking, Do you want a date? You know, how, oh my how God. much money you got? Do you want a date? How but much money you got? That doesn't make sense because that would only make sense if he had to like use one of the hookers' brains, but oh, this I- is. I know. I know. I'm but thinking. About, I'm thinking way too logically for this type of film. You're, so you're talking about a movie where the guy literally every time that he starts feeling any kind of remorse over what he's doing, he takes a screwdriver or a, a cordless screwdriver with a drill bit attached to in 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 it and screws into his brain behind his ear and causes his and then whenever he monkeys with his brain, he he loses that you know inhibition. And he's like, okay, now I've got a good idea on how to you know go about. Uh, doing this that's the type of movie this is what the hell it's like it's 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 so campy but that the the scene at the end of where the pimp who's lost all of his homes (laughs) like he literally he sees he literally he walks in as they're all exploding from the super crack this kind of movie we're talking about he comes in and he and he realizes that whenever he hears the the frankenhooker talking in in a local um uh tavern that or a bar that uh that she is uh and he also sees that one that one of her like left butt cheeks or something has like this tattoo his <laughs> mark on it he realizes that those are some of his hose body parts that she's made out of he goes and he punches her head literally off like he punches her so hard that her you know sewn head like flops back on her neck and it's just kind of hanging there and it's at this point in the movie where the guy brings her back to life and she finally gets reset mentally to where she's his fiance. Oh my and God. the movie ends. The movie ends in a way that would get anybody in hot water nowadays. She uh he walk while he's sitting there uh trying or talking to his fiance who's just been reanimated, the pimp walks in, cuts his head off. She ends up or like he gets attacked by the reanimated body parts or whatever of the women that are still left in like this cooler behind him. They all like combine oh together God. and it's like goo and they like kill him. She takes his she can't because the 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 Frankenhooker serum only works on estrogen, <laughs> which is the whole thing. It doesn't so work much science went into this film. Uh she brings her fiance back to life at the end of the movie, but he has uh, he has like boobs in a in a female body now, and she says that she still loves him, and she's going to you know even though he's like that, and he's like all freaking out because he's a woman, and that would definitely get him in hot water in today's society that he is no longer happy that he had, that he's a man with lady parts. Um, I don't think they have anything to worry about because I don't think people are dying to watch this film, especially. <laughs> Uh, it's, there are people, the people who would complain about something like that are too busy 
picking fucking fleas or flies out of fucking horse shit, okay? They're That's trying to true. they're too busy watching films that actually don't have anything like that and saying, "Well, that could have meant that." And I'm offended. And those people live in San Francisco. But um <laughs> They're not watching films like this. Where it's clear and it's right there, they're not watching these films. But it's an absolutely horrible movie. It's just, it's, it's, but it's entertaining. Like, I don't know what to say about it otherwise. You and Noah are on some other level that I can't with you two. Well, wait till I get to my description on our Attack of the Bees that's coming up because that one is a trauma level without any of the enjoyability. So we'll 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 see the flip side of this whole mess. Do we just want to roll um, right into that, or <laughs> you got another one? Uh, I've got a few more things. I all right, bring up let's real go. Quick. I did go through all of Mike Flanagan's films since I realized he incepted me for this episode. Because <laughs> when I suggested this, I did not realize it was a Mike Flanagan film. So I'm going to throw that out there to the people. Mike Flanagan is is he's deep in my mind now. I don't know the the guy. Hey, and I and I think after watching his, the rest of his films, like he's probably one of my favorite modern like directors when it comes to horror movies because he has a movie like that's like one of his like third or fourth that he ever did. That's right after he did Oculus called hush and it stars his beautiful wife and oh, she's, shocker. and it's, and it's mostly about her. Uh, she's like the primary focus in the entire movie where she is like this. Um, she's a deaf mute, uh, author who lives kind of by herself away from society. She's got like maybe one neighbor down the road and uh, her neighbor is attacked and killed at her uh, runs to her place but is killed while she's doesn't realize it by this masked assailant and the rest of the movie is her trying to survive against this guy in kind of like a slasher type situation and it's probably one of the best in the genre that I've ever seen like the way that she comes back and she defends herself, the realism to it. I mean, like I, it's, it's just expertly done. I, I can't, I mean, if you haven't seen hush, I highly suggest to watch it. Um, I watched his first film that he came out with called absentia. It's kind of a weird one. Um, but if you've ever been around like a tunnel type situation in a city and thought that the place was really weird or the, the crackheads that lives around it are really strange. Uh, this movie was, probably inspired by that because that's what it's about kind of um gerald's game on netflix a really good stephen king adaptation uh mike flanagan's the best for that and the funny thing is urena um midnight mass is like one of his newest shows but midnight mass is the book that his wife's character was writing uh in hush oh shit years ago that's awesome and in Gerald's game, one of the books that she knocks off the shelf after she, right before, or, or maybe right, or I think it's right after she realizes her situation she's in, uh, is, is Midnight Mass. So Mass is like this link through through a lot of his movies. And he uses a lot of the same actors and actresses. So um, the one other film I think is uh, Before I Wake. Uh, that's kind of like more of a fantasy type movie, but it's got horror elements to it. It's about this kid that whenever he dreams at night, whatever he dreams becomes real. Ugh. And um, that will get whenever, me. Oh man. When the kid has nightmares, you know, that brings a lot of bad things in our reality. So it's, mm, it's yeah, it's, I'm not liking the monster I'm seeing. Uh, the, the ending is great though. It's probably one of the best. If the movie was 20 minutes shorter, and didn't drag as much in the middle, I would recommend it probably as one of his best movies. But having said that, I mean, it's still worth watching to the end because it's got one of those bittersweet, heartfelt endings to it that is actually worth staying for. Um, I did watch Deep House, which will probably, uh, I think, is is for sure going to be the next Attack of the Bees after this episode. Uh, Don recommended that to me, or Fred, for those who've been keeping up. Um, (laughs) Just giving away their incognito names. <laughs> yeah, might as well. I mean, it's we've been at this long enough. We don't have uh, that many listeners. So if the, we've got people putting it together and attacking these people, hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he recommended it to me, and, I, and I've seen it in some other places. So I finally broke down and watched it. And it's, a, it's an interesting setting for a movie. I mean, it's basically like... There's a haunted house underneath the water. Oh yeah, there. that looks badass. It's it's got a few things that I'll get into with Attack of the Bees that were pet peeves of mine, but I do enjoy it. So I do I love the poster people. for it. 
Well, the setting is good. I mean, just because it's, I mean, you can imagine how spooky it is. It's like investigating like an, a sunken ship or yeah, something. You know, yeah, yeah. kind of got that vibe to it. Um, oh, man. I, I mean, arc- did go ahead. Uh, Deep House, okay. I, well, I guess maybe I need to go to see what the viewers rated it. It did pretty good on, oh, never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> Moving on. Um. It's there. I'll, I'll discuss it. But anyways, I did finish up archive 81 on Netflix. I think that's hella good. May may mention this. It's, it's going to continue the way they set it up. It's going to continue. It's a time loop type thing at the end of it, or it's a time situation. Um, it's got a lot of HP Lovecraft influences is all I'm going to say about it. Like if you get to the very, like the last couple episodes is like straight out of an HP Lovecraft, uh, novel where like rich elites back in the Victorian age are like summoning creatures from another dimension or another or God from another dimension. And, uh, they fuck reality up by doing it. And that's kind of where the character in modern times is kind of dealing with it. So mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's a slow burn, but it's worth it in the long run. If you're into, especially if you're in HP Lovecraft type stories, it sounds super uh, and it sounds natural. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did play some uh, different games that are horror-related. Uh, I played a little bit more of that Final Girl. Um, oh, yeah. I, 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 I love it. Like, I played uh, two two of the different maps, uh, two more different maps, and two different, like, uh, you know, villains on each one of them. Uh, one of them is Geppetto, who's the puppet master, and he's at the Carnival of Blood. Oh, um, shit. Imagine a carnival where a puppet master is killing your friends and then making them like they're into meat puppets that he uses to send out to kill more people. There's somewhere is, out there someone made a movie about that. I haven't seen it or heard of it, but it has to exist. Um, but that's what this is. And it just so happened that I got the weird event where one of the people at the carnival was also a were- werewolf. So that person was going around killing some stuff on the side while I was trying to take out the puppet master and epic conclusion. I died right as I killed or had the final blow against the bad guy. So we both died at the same time, but I did take him out. Oh, well, good job. Now you are a spirit. (laughs) And then the other one, I can't pronounce this right. So I'm just going to butcher it. It's like in Kenyaba is the name uh, of this like cultists like or well he he's kind of like worships like the old gods it's like a, a he's like an african you know like spiritualist or something like that but basically he is a uh, he's the bad guy in this one because like you're a bunch of like american tourists that are coming and fucking up his ancestors uh like native lands and um it kind of plays out like club dread in the sense that like my particular one that i had I could not keep the people out of the cemetery. Like they were going there, having orgies, getting high, whatever they were doing at the cemetery. But like they were just piling in there in droves. And like the way that the map set up, like not only does the guy get angry, but so do the gods. And so that means that you've got like two different things that you have to worry about. You have to appease them on occasion, like playing out these atonement cards. And um, I, I survived after like the third attempt at it. But like I, I, after I was done, like my character was funny. But the one that I had, like her special ability was if you have like people with you, she kind of like sacrifices them to do damage to, to the villain. So like I would bring like two people with me oh. and like, and, like uh, all right, go get them. And like they would both die. But like he would like get knocked down by a couple of health. Um, I ended up doing pretty good against that that final round. But like. Their first couple rounds before I figured out what I was doing, they were just piling into that cemetery and just trashing it and getting, like, everybody, I mean, to the point where, like, I had no chance of surviving. So it was just kind of interesting that it was going that route. But if you've ever seen Club Dread, it's kind of that that vibe where they're just, at, you know, in, like, the mausoleum just partying it up and, you know, like, pissing off the natives. So, um, and there's a video game I played. Uh, it's like a little indie game that was on. Uh, I believe it's still on. Uh, Xbox Game Pass called Infernax. It is a extreme throwback to the old Castlevania style games. Also, uh, Link's uh, 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 Adventures of Zelda or what, or Link's Adventure or something like the second game in the series, which is side scrolling. But anyways, it's uh, it's heavily influenced by Army of Darkness because it's. I mean, the characters you like 
fight against. Like, I mean, you're you're looking for the Necronomicon. You're trying to send the Deadites or you know the the demons back to the their resting place. You're fighting cultists who are trying to you know, and it's just like if you can imagine like a little eight bit sprite who's just constantly covered in gore because he's <laughs> sawing through the bad guys that's what this game is like there's even a cheat code that you can put in the game where you get a chainsaw like ash and go around sawing uh, the bad guy so it's just it was fun like i i, I played that one all the way through so <laughs> anything else before we move on yes i'm glad you asked because we're gonna go back to mike flanagan for just a brief moment okay mike flanagan i has yet uh, not including today's film, because I'm not going to spoil how I feel about today's film yet. But of all the things I've seen of his, he has not upset me yet. He's I've, I think he's a creative genius in terms of his films. I really am he's, entertained by them. Okay, if, if you have the chance, legit, go and try to watch his other films. I mean, I'm serious. Like, I, I've not been disappointed by any of them. I'm just going to throw it out there as a spoiler, even for today's podcast, because... He, I mean, he's legit like one of my favorite directors now that I've, I've seen oh, yeah. even like his, even his early, his earliest movie, Absentia, there's, there's something there. You can see why he became the director he is now. Yeah. Uh, that being said, him being so smart and creative genius, um, his wife is definitely attracted to his brain. <laughs> yes. He is not a looker. That he is, is sure. not a looker, but I bet you he's a no. good husband and she does not look like she's not happy. So <laughs> <laughs> girls go for the smart ones okay i'm telling you you'll be a lot happier <laughs> all right and with that uh let's go to attack of the bees <laughs> 